Welcome back, everyone. It's Thursday, February 10th. I'm Zachary Crockett, and I'm here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla. Hey. Welcome to the Hustle Daily Show. All right, so today, cryptocurrency has a gender problem. Only 15% of Bitcoin traders are women. We're going to be talking about why that's the case and the big push to equalize the playing field. And on the note of crypto, we're also going to dig deep on an extremely bizarre heist that involves a YouTube rapper, $4 billion worth of Bitcoin, and for some reason, prosthetic eyeballs. But before we get into all that good stuff, let's fill you in on some other news from around the web. First up, we're going to talk about good news for single people who are over 30. Tinder announced it would stop using age-based pricing for Tinder Plus. That's its premium subscription product. It comes with things like you can undo a swipe and you get unlimited likes. So a report found users between 30 and 49 were charged about 65% more than younger users in every country except Brazil. Wow. Tinder had initially said this decision was because older users were less budget constrained. So kind of like Soho House, they do the same thing. We're like, you're younger, you pay less. But in this case, I got to say, as someone in my 30s, I'm actually just more depressed to find (laughs) out that I would would be charged more to find love. (laughs) First of all, I had no idea this was a thing. So that's crazy. But also like, what the hell is going on in Brazil? Yeah, maybe there's just a lot of older singles looking for love. (laughs) Another story that is kind of fun is Apple announced its tap to pay product which allows iPhones to both give and receive contactless payment. Apple also named Stripe as its first payment partner, but says it plans to partner with others. The way I'm imagining it is it's kind of like when you're a kid and you make your dolls kiss and you just have to like take your phones and be like, now kiss, boop, and then you get money. Ah, the dream. Yeah, exactly. All right, there's some drama going down between car manufacturers and dealerships. So- Basically, the way this works is manufacturers like Ford and GM, they have suggested retailer prices on their cars when they sell them to dealerships, but dealerships don't have to follow those guidelines. There's no rules about that. They almost always do, but recently they've been marking up cars like way over MSRP, like as much as $30,000 for certain models. And uh, just for reference, in 2019, only 0.2% of cars were sold for more than the MSRP. In January of this year, 80% of all cars sold for more than MSRP. That's wild. It is. Obviously, a part of the problem here is, you know, the chip shortages that manufacturers are facing, but there's a lot of disagreements over dealerships taking advantage of the situation and maybe gouging customers more than they need to. Yeah, $30,000 is like a whole car by itself. It it really is. (laughs) We've just heard a lot about how impossible it is to buy a car right now. And uh, the last thing we need is is dealers gouging us on that end too. We need more trains. I'm going to say this every time we talk about cars. You and your trains. You're, you're, You're such a train advocate. I'm a big fan. Well, all right. We've also got a ban on congressional stock trading that's looking like it's going to get the green light here. This has been a point of contention for a while. I mean, obviously, the idea is that members of Congress have access to information the public doesn't have. And even though there is some legislation in place preventing them from making certain trades, some data from last year showed that at least 54 members of Congress have violated um, those rules that are in place. And I know that there are like certain trackers that, uh, you know, keep track of these trades in real time. Yeah, there's one called um, Capital Trades. And you can put in any politician and see what they've been doing on the stock market. I don't look at it that often because I don't find it that interesting. But I did look at it today and found that 
recently, Nancy Pelosi apparently sold some Apple stock. Well, you know, speaking of Nancy Pelosi, a couple months ago, she famously said, you know, it's a free market economy when she was asked about this controversy. But uh, the public doesn't really agree with that. 76% of voters believe that lawmakers and spouses have an unfair advantage in the market. And only 5% of voters approve of Congress actually trading stocks. So the tides are changing a little bit here. The House committee is drafting up a set of rules and legislation is expected to push forward later this year. The big question here is what is that ban going to look like? Proposals range from just putting stocks in a blind trust that's maybe managed by a third party that the congressperson doesn't have access to. Another more radical idea is just banning them from owning stocks altogether. Uh, But there's also obviously the question of their family members and friends owning stocks. So uh, a lot of questions to be answered there still. Yeah, that seems tricky, actually, when it comes to family and friends. Like, how close of a friend (laughs) would you have to be? (laughs) Right. All right. So let's get into our big topic today. Traditional finance is not known for its gender parity. If you look across any asset, whether it's stocks or real estate, mutual funds, bonds, there are just really big gaps in the amount of women who are investing and the amount of men who are investing. So when cryptocurrency first came along, part of the promise was that it would equalize things. But Juliet, we're not really seeing that. Crypto is still basically a boys club, right? Yeah. So this was really interesting. I read a couple articles about this and there are some interesting stats here. One is only 15% of Bitcoin and 12% of Ethereum traders are women. Mm. Of the 121 founders of the top crypto companies, five are women. Mm. Men are two times as likely to invest in crypto as women. And there's a survey from BlockFi found that only 9% of women say they understand cryptocurrencies, which we'll get to later. And some of the reasons for this, I read a Quartz article that that talked to a bunch of women in crypto, and I also read an article from The Information, and there were a couple of different things that came up. For some, it's just like subpar inclusion. So for example, the American Bitcoin Conference in Miami in 2018 is kind of infamous. Not, so it had 88 speakers, and three of them were women, but then they held the after party at a strip club, which... Yeah. <laughs> and it was not like Magic Mike, it was with women dancers. And, you know, it wasn't like party atmosphere strip club at the time, but there were like women in lingerie serving drinks. And some of the women that were there said, you know, men felt like they could just say things to them like, oh, when are you going to get up on stage? Oh, geez. And if that's what you're saying to me, like, how are you ever going to take me seriously in this industry? So on top of like subpar inclusion, harassment, uh, there's also just a lack of confidence where women feel like, They don't really understand crypto enough to take the risk and invest in it. And then they don't really feel like they have a space to ask about crypto, Mm -hmm. you know, and and not be like (laughs) bombarded with crypto bro talk, uh, essentially. Right. Yeah. Crypto people are so territorial. But the the tides are kind of changing here, right? There are a number of women-led crypto groups that have popped up in recent times. Yeah. So more and more women are getting interested. And for those women who are like, hey, I want to know what this is. I want to know about minting an NFT. Where can I find that information? Um, There's all these groups. The information talked to several. BFF is kind of the buzziest. It's founded by Britt Morin, who who founded Britt Co. And Jamie Schmidt, she was the founder of the deodorant company Schmidt's Naturals. 
It's really buzzy because it's got these big names attached, like Mila Kunis is involved. She's obviously an actress. She was in Black Swan, that 70s show. You know her. Model Tyra Banks needs no introduction. So, you know, people kind of flock to that one. Mm. There's also Surge, which is a community for women and non-binary people. Crypto Besties. SheFi, which offers courses in DeFi. Um, The UK-based Women in Blockchain Talks. And then there's also the Black Women Blockchain Council, which is for Black women who are interested in blockchain and fintech. So there are a ton of places you can go if you're interested, you want to learn more, you don't want to ask on Twitter, there's a space for you. And, and this this obviously like goes beyond crypto. This is a larger problem that pervades the entire realm of tech. Yeah, I mean, I've heard and I've seen and I've experienced before where you're disenfranchised, underpaid, dismissed, sexually harassed. We've, we've all heard the complaints. But I, I do think the key here is arming women or anyone with an interest in something like this with enough knowledge so that they do feel confident and empowered. So when these things happen, they can kind of say, look, I deserve to be here instead of feeling discouraged and leaving. And of course, um, with some of these stories that I read and that we hear about, uh, some people just need to be called out. Right. But for the most part, I I think, you know, empowering people with knowledge, um, no matter who they are or how they identify or what we're talking about is a really good starting point. Well, I, I think we'd be remiss to close out the show here without mentioning this. While we're on the note of crypto, we saw one of the most bizarre heist slash embezzlement, whatever you want to call it. It's very bizarre. Um, this this woman and her husband were recently accused of laundering the equivalent of more than $4.5 billion in Bitcoin. And there's a bunch of bizarre twists to this story. Juliet, can you kind of like summarize this for us? <laughs> yeah. So the woman's name is Heather Morgan. She was a blogger for Forbes. And I guess the weird part is just that she had such an online presence and Vice was just kind of going through that. She was a rapper, kind of like a parody rapper <laughs> who went by the name Razzle Khan or Razzle Khan, a.k.a. the Crocodile of Wall Street, whatever that means. OK. And she made rap videos that she put on YouTube. What is unfortunate is that uh, she took her or someone took her YouTube channel down and now the songs are private, but they are still online. Ah, oh, damn it. And yeah, they're just they're kind of strange stuff like um Blindly following rules is for fools. Um, <laughs> it's like some weird stuff. Okay, so she's like a very online person. She's a cringe rapper. She has this like crazy website that describes her as all, all kinds of things. She also has like unboxing videos on her YouTube of just random boxes of like prosthetic eyeballs, <laughs> weird stuff like that. And I guess she tried to position herself as this kind of like... Uh, I'm blanking on the word. Um, Are you looking for sexy horror comedy? (laughs) That works. When I think sexy horror comedy, which is a genre I enjoy, I think Jennifer's body. Yeah. I do not think crawling around in an animal print costume and singing about how you have silver on your fingers and boots on your feet and you're the... (laughs) So, like, do you take umbrage to the fact that she has, like, adopted the term sexy horror comedy no i feel like you know that that's a wide genre (laughs) and you can come in at any point i'm not a gatekeeper of yeah sexy horror comedy yeah it's interesting like i feel like a lot of um obviously like what this woman and her husband did is 
egregious. But I feel like, you know, she's also getting dunked on a lot online for things that have nothing to do with the heist. Mm -hmm. I'm not really seeing as much dunking on her husband. I actually haven't even seen him in any of these headlines, which is interesting. Me neither. I just, maybe he just doesn't have the internet presence that she had. Mm -hmm. I will say though, I, so she's getting a lot of attention for the one song, I think because Vice linked to that video and it was pretty strange. You know, there's a scene in in a bathtub where she's sitting in a bathtub and saying she's a dirty, 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 it's a dirty many times hoe. And then there's like a woman twerking behind her. I mean, it's just a weird video. Hmm. But she has another song that I listened to called Go Fund Yourself. And it was all about how no one can pay their health insurance bills and like the system is corrupt. And I was like, you know what? If I find out that she laundered a million dollars in Bitcoin or a billion dollars in Bitcoin, to pay for like, <laughs> like if this is a Breaking Bad story, I'm kind of into it and I would like to see it on Netflix. Oh, I'm, it's only a matter of time, I'm sure. She also has a TikTok where she gave out like kind of startup tips and a reporter dug one up on Twitter that was talking about how she had built a company from scratch at the age of 22 with no outside funding. I'm not sure if that's true or if she was just referring to the Bitcoin holdings that she had hacked with her partner. <laughs> But there are definitely some some interesting rules in her rap songs. Um, Blindly following rules is for fools is one of my personal favorites. Yeah, that's prophetic. I can't decide if I love this person or hate this person. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for listening to the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm Zachary Crockett, and I was joined by Juliet Benarila today. Our ridiculously good-looking producers are Matt Brown and Darren Clark. If you like what you heard today, head on over to hustle.co. We've got stories on everything from the economics of all-you-can-eat buffets to guides on how you can scale your business. So check it out, everyone, thehustle.co. We'll catch you all tomorrow.